Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I've known our next guest for a little while now. Um, we may or may not have played some vicious games of capture the flag in my backyard with my kids. He's also brilliant, he's so much fun, and he's utilizing his God-given gifts to reach the next generation in really captivating ways. Landon McDonald is a pastor. He also has a great YouTube channel called Pastor Landon, and we're gonna talk more about that in just a little bit. Landon, thanks so much for joining me. That was a very kind introduction. Well, you're, uh, you're a special guy, and I'm particularly excited that you're here in the flesh. Oh my this gosh. This is the incarnation uh, of, of Landon McDonald, <laughs> not just a video virtual uh, yes. symbol of you. Here in person. I know, I, I love it, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I like being around be other human beings. This yeah. whole lockdown pandemic thing has sort of gotten us all used to just seeing images of people. It's reminded us of our basest level urges. Like, I like being with human people, eating <laughs> exactly. food, and talking to their faces. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Landon, you've been such an encouragement to my kids. I Thank mean, you. you're, you're a young guy. You're not, now you're a father, but I remember you before you were a father. Yeah. And uh, you were just always great talking to my kids. My kids yeah. wanted to hang out with you. Um, you've got scars on your back from, the, from being tackled during Capture the Flag games. That's true. Yeah, that's you, true. I think the season for litigation has passed. So now it's just yeah, so, a story. So, yeah. so that's right. It's water under the bridge. That's right. And we're total friends now. <laughs> so Landon, you've got these awesome Bible videos mm -hmm. that you have been putting up on YouTube. Um, uh, uh, back up just a little bit. Um, what made you think of becoming a pastor and going into full-time ministry. Yeah, you know, I was really impacted by youth ministry and my youth pastors, and it just made me want to do it. I want to, I believe in it. I believe in what happens when you teach people the Bible over a long season of time, and I, I wanted to do that. Yeah, and, and particularly you're focusing in on teaching young people. Yeah. Why? I, why, why, why young people? because they're wet cement and they're eager. And I was a bit unsatisfied with the level of biblical literacy of the teenagers I was working with. And I was like, well, I, I, the person to blame is myself. And so let's like take a step back and let's look at what are we doing on a weekly basis with these wonderful teenagers and how can we teach them the Bible in a way that they walk away being like, I understand what this book mm -hmm. is, not just a couple cool passages in it, not just who Jesus is, but I understand what the, the main narrative thrust of the whole thing is. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was a click moment. I was like, if, you, if I could give that to people, that would be a better gift than teaching them individual passages. Yeah. If I could give them an overarching sense of what the Bible is, then they could study it for themselves for the whole rest of their life. Totally, and, and, and Chelsea and I have six kids, and yeah. my kids are often saying things to me like that, because they see we've got a Bible out on the coffee table, and I'm, and I'm reading this, and they're like, hey dad, what, what uh, you know, uh, my friend said this over here, or, or I'm, yeah. I'm wondering about this, isn't there a verse about that? Isn't there a verse about that? And yeah. I think sometimes we do get into this idea that um, the Bible is this collection of little confusion 
Confucius uh, yes. sayings, yes. these pithy little proverbs, and, and while it does have that, there's so much more going on. There's a big Absolutely. narrative. There's this great big story that's going on. Yeah. And what I love about what you do is you're utilizing technology with your YouTube channel and a whole lot of graphics and memes and biblical overviews and lots mm -hmm. of fun ways of teaching yeah. this stuff. What, what made you decide to go down that road? Well, definitely want to be a meme lord, want to be recognized yes. as a person who brings the memes to the people, gives them what they want. Um, I'd put them on YouTube as a byproduct. That That is kind of ballooned into its own thing on its own. This is just what I was doing at my church for the people I was working with. And then it kind of became its, its own thing. But I've seen it click for people. And I've talked with so many people who, are, who love the Bible, they love Psalms, they love the book of John, and those are, those are amazing. John's my favorite book in the Bible, but they didn't even have a place to put Leviticus or Joel or some of these uh, lesser known books, and I was like, let's do it. Wait a minute, are you saying Joel Osteen has a book in the Bible? <laughs> not, as far as, not as far as I know. No, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a different jewel. That's right. So you actually went ahead and produced a 72-part Bible overview yeah. series. Mm -hmm. 72 parts. I yeah. mean, there's not even that many books in the Bible. Yes. So what inspired you to go 72 with images and memes and yes. all of this? Well, I was just looking at the text and saying, hey, we can't do Genesis in seven minutes. I could do the book of Joel in seven minutes, but I can't do Genesis. So for a couple of them, we did two videos. But yeah, it was just this thing. And then I was like, you know what? We could have a sentence at the end and we could teach people through repetition. Um, and I was surprised when I put it on YouTube how many people in their 20s and early 30s were watching it because I made it for 12-year-olds. And um, it was remarkable to me. They were like they had this deep desire to learn what the Bible was teaching on a large scale and they didn't know how to do it. And meeting that need is the most exciting thing that I've ever done in my life. What are the kinds of things that are really speaking to young people with regard mm -hmm. to teaching methods? That's a great question. Uh, this next generation beneath me is really a, gen a generation of genuineness. I don't see any like, oh, this has to be cool, this has to be any specific thing. They want to talk, they want to have genuine conversations with genuine people about what they genuinely feel and have experienced, which to me is even better for everyone because what that means, parents, grandparents, is that they're ready to talk to you about your experiences with God and the Bible. They just want to hear what has happened to you. So I have six kids, yeah. and I'm looking forward to grandkids one of these days soon. Yes. Um, we all, as parents, long to see our kids have a hunger and a thirst, not only for wanting to know the tough answers to the really important questions, but to really just love God and yes. to love God's Word and to read God's Word. Yeah. What advice can you give to parents mm -hmm. that would be helpful things that they could do and say to their kids? Mm -hmm. That's an amazing question. I definitely think that when you're telling people stories from your own experience casually in conversation, you know, I've seen people who are, you're having a normal conversation and then they pull out the Bible and they speak in a different tone of voice and they're preaching to you. And I think that's turnoff for everybody, not just the next generation. But when you're talking with people and it genuinely comes out and you're like, man, that just reminds me of this verse that I memorized and I just love it. And this is what it means to me. 
who's going to say no to that? Everybody wants to hear what's going on in your heart. Your kids want to hear what's going on in your heart because they love you and care about you. And gr with grandparents, that just kills. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves hearing grandpa talk about something that impacted his heart. That's what I was going to ask you about next. What about grandma and grandpa? So, mm -hmm. so they don't have the, maybe the position in that child's life and they maybe feel out of touch. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I don't even speak like they speak. I don't know, I still type my text with one finger. I don't use two thumbs like them. I don't even know how to relate to my grandkids. Yeah. What could grandparents do? Yeah, they, they every, every person has a need to know where they're at in society and to know where their family is at. We, we all have this need to, to know how we fit into history and, and how we fit into the story of the world and the story of our family. And this is where grandparents, I think, come in so strongly because you can give that to your grandkids and you can say, hey, I've prayed for you since before you were born. If you look at your grandkids mm. in the eye and say something like that, obviously don't say it if it's not true, but I, I, I know most grandparents do and have prayed for their kids before they existed, their grandkids. If you tell your grandkid that and look them in the eyes, they're never gonna forget that. They will talk about that at your funeral. They'll think about that. And stuff like that is just amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know you have so many other irons in the fire, other ideas that you're working on, other projects uh, yeah. dealing with the nature of God. And, and yes. tell, tell us about some of those. Yeah, I'm working on this idea. It's just in the very beginnings of it, but I'm working on this idea of Jesus uh, told people how to live and the best way to live life. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. Jesus is the best person at living that there ever has been. He's better at living than any other person. And then there are 50 commands of Jesus in the Gospels and in Revelation. And I've been looking through them just when Jesus uses command language, like, hey, do this. You know, not when he says to his disciples, hey, go get me a donkey. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. The times he's telling people, hey, here's a way of life. This idea that Jesus is better than living, uh, better at living than anyone else, and then condensing what he said, not condensing, gathering the 50 times he said, do this, and being like, here is the basis level of following Jesus, doing the things that he said, do this. That idea is so exciting to me, and I'm trying to figure out how to present that to people, whether it's another video series or a, a book or a magazine or something. And, and that's what I see young people wanting with their Instagram posts and their TikTok videos is they want to project this idea that they are the best at living and that yeah. their most incredible life yeah. is uh, happening every single day for them. Yes. And, and, and who doesn't want to have an abundant successful, fulfilling life. That's right. And, and you're saying that Jesus is the master at that. I'm saying that Jesus is, if you're going to follow Jesus, do all of the things that he said and you will experience the abundant life that he lived and promised. The worst place is to do half of them because then you don't get the pleasure of sin for a season and you don't get the maximum benefit of truly living life the way Jesus told you to. I can't wait to talk to you more about this. When we come back, let's talk more about these projects and how through them, the uniqueness and beauty of the Bible is conveyed to young people. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's talk with Landon some more about your 72-part Bible series mm -hmm. and, and, and how that sort of enlightens and wakes people up to the yeah. beauty and the majesty and the unique nature of God in His Word. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> one of the things I have heard you talked about is how unique the Bible is in that it's the only book where the mm -hmm. author actually helps you to understand what is written on the page. That's right. Talk about that. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, and I love the idea that Tolkien could walk into the room and with his pipe and be like, hey, hey man, I'm gonna help you understand the, what, what I was writing, or whatever. That'll never that happen. Would, that would be so cool. <laughs> that, that'll never happen, or Shakespeare, or whatever, fill in Didn't the blank. did he hang out with C.S. Lewis? Like, that could have happened with him. Oh my gosh, right? can you imagine being can there? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea, it'll never happen. Um, but when we open the Bible, um, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, the author of the Bible, the Holy Spirit, is present with us as we read, illuminating the text, bringing out the things that he wants us to see and understand. And when we read the Bible just as a, oh, it's my brain interacting with written words, it's not that we're doing it wrong, it's that we're not maximizing what it is and what it can be. This idea of leaning in with faith and believing that God is, the author is with you, while you read. Yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned it like, it could be reading a, a, a play of Shakespeare. Yes. And Shakespeare there, yes. explaining to you what Othello <laughs> is really trying to say, yeah. what Macbeth really meant. That would be the coolest thing ever. And we it actually would. get that with the Bible. We That's have, right. We have the resident author of the scriptures mm -hmm. that is helping us to understand it. Absolutely, and I just wonder, for, for you that are watching, I wonder what would happen if the next time you opened your Bible, you said, God, I know that you're with me. Show me what you want me to get out of this. And not only doing that once, but making that a practice of the way you interact with the text. Mm. That unlocks so many things that God already wants to do in us. That's right. I remember for years, I used to read the Bible with a critical eye. Because I'm skeptical by nature, and because okay. I grew up as an atheist, yeah. I was always trying to find the skeleton in the closet, in the yes. text there somewhere, going, okay, can I justify this? Can I just, where's the, where? Yeah. Rather than now, I've learned to embrace the text, like you're saying, and saying, God, speak to me. Tell yes. me, tell me, help me understand who you are, who I am, why I'm here, what the big picture story is that's really right. all about. And that's really maximizing what I've got in front of me, isn't it? It is, it is. And there's a surrender that goes into that and an incredible humility as a person that said, hey, this book knows better than me. Most people don't wanna do that. Most people will never in the world will never do that, will never interact with an art form like that. To walk up to a book and say, I believe that what this says is better than the things that I think and knows better about how I should live. That's right, and it's absolutely true. It and is. when you understand that, when I understand and I embrace that, it, it, it unlocks the mysteries of life to me. It's like, it's like- And it doesn't contradict reality. Yes. It actually just exposes my error in the way that I think, it corrects it, and it leads to blessing. That's right, that's right. It's like the, the sails of my heart are blown into by the winds of the Spirit when I surrender and say, hey, if the Bible says it, 
that's the correct way of living. Not that I always understand it the first time I read it, not that it always makes complete sense to right. me the first time I read it. It takes right. a long time sometimes, but something happens when you read like that. That's right. And that's such an important lesson. We could talk uh, on and on about that because we live in a culture where people feel something or they think something yeah. and, and it contradicts what the, their parents said or what, mm -hmm. more importantly, what the Bible says. Right. And so rather than saying, well, I need to reject these thoughts because they don't line up with the reality of God's word, they say, I'm going to reject the Bible. It must not be real because they don't line up with what I think. Yeah, that's one of the best things I've ever heard you say. And doing that, uh, I'm not gonna trust my feelings, I'm gonna trust the truth. That's one of the most powerful decisions any person can make in their life. Yeah, and, and that requires us to come to a foundational conviction that the Bible is the Word of God. Mm -hmm. When you just said, I'm gonna trust the truth, Yes. my feelings, they, they change every five minutes, mm -hmm. but the Bible, endures forever. Yes, it does. And you're helping young people to come to that conclusion, not just through apologetics, not just through answering questions and picking out verses, but by understanding the big narrative, the That's big right. story and how they fit into it. That's exactly right. The Bible is the book that like 70% of the way through, you realize you're a character in it. You're one of the villains, but even you can be saved. I just, th those moments like that, that's why I'm so addicted to reading it and studying it. When that kind of stuff clicks, you're just like, this is, this is really something. That's awesome. That is, that is so great that, that you and I are a character in the Bible. And even that you said, and I'm one of the villains, but yeah. there's hope for me that's that right. I can be redeemed that's right. and, and saved. That's right. That's excellent. What do you think is uh, top one or two reasons most young people don't read the Bible? Because it's complicated, because it's difficult. Um, and I think that that, rather than being an obstacle, should serve as an inspiration. Think about all the things that we like the most. Being a fan of anything takes an incredible amount of energy or time. I like The Office. The Office as a series is about 90 hours long. That's about the same length as the Bible, if you read it out loud. I like Lord of the Rings, I mentioned that before. That's an incredibly complicated thing to get involved in. There's other languages that aren't actually real, that were created by the author. And so I think we approach the Bible like, oh, God wrote it, so he's just gonna like make it simple and make it easy. Most of the art that we like and appreciate and admire is really complex if you get into it and really think about it. And the Bible is no different than that. In fact, I think it's more complex than some of the best art. And I don't think that's a problem. That makes me like it more because you can't study a children's book for your whole life. You can read it, you know, I'm not, yeah. I, I, know, I know the Dr. Seuss books, I read them to my kids. I'm not gonna be studying them when I'm 80 because I get the content. Whereas the difficulty of the Bible, in fact, some of the obtuseness in the Old Testament to me inspires me to like it more because I'm like, I'm gonna have to read this 10 or 15 times to really understand what it means. Landon, you do a phenomenal job of summarizing an entire book of the Bible in just seven minutes. Yeah. H how can you do that? Oh man, um, reading a lot and, and asking God for help and reading a lot of um, what people have written and getting the idea in my mind that I wanna give people, I wanna give people a way to read some of the complicated, difficult books in the Bible. I wanna give them a hook or an angle mm -hmm. to read Hosea, because it's remarkable content that I love. And I wanna give people a doorway into it. And that desire 
is just what drives me to, to write the content. And there's so many stories. You can say, well, I have the story of Adam and Eve. You yeah. get the story of uh, Noah and the mm -hmm. ark. Uh, you've got stories of Nova, uh, Moses and David and mm -hmm. Jesus and Paul. Yeah. You get all these great stories. But you talk about the importance of understanding that it's actually all one big story. Why That's is right. that important? I think it's really important, Kirk, because if you don't understand the whole narrative of the Bible, people can have a tendency to misinterpret individual passages or to mm. interpret them for their benefit mm -hmm. or to use them for some sort of gain that they want politically, emotionally, or socially. But when you know the narrative, which is God created the world, man in sin and the devil destroyed the world, Jesus came to redeem the world, and the church is his vehicle to redeem the world until he returns to save the world. And when you understand that, you are forced to put what you learn into that narrative because you believe that's what it teaches overall. That's right. And I think yeah. that's where people get into weird religions and cults is when they miss the big story yeah. and they just camp out on one particular book yes. or maybe just the Old Testament or just mm -hmm. the New Testament. Yes. And they forget the foundation or they forget where it's headed yeah. and they get off, off, off track. That's Why right. is it important for young people to read not only the New Testament, mm -hmm. but also the Old Testament? Because God took the time to write it and compile it. And so the God created the world, the Bible is about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible and compiled the Bible. And if God's gonna take the time to compile it into the book, it means what it says in Timothy, it means that it's profitable. Um, you know, the New Testament says, the Old Testament happened for our instruction that we might not sin as they did. So it's the view of the New Testament that the Old Testament has value. So what would you say to a young person who is uh, saying, I just, I, I don't know where to start in the Bible. Should I start in the New Testament? What advice would you give them to jumpstart into understanding what an amazing work of art this book is? Absolutely, pick any book, pick any one of the 66 that you're excited about and read it. Read some good commentaries, talk to your pastor at your church or talk to a Christian you respect. Hey, who are, who are some good writers from the past that wrote about this? Read what they say, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and don't read the book once. Read it like 20 times, which doesn't take that long. Read it for a year. And at the end of that year, you will understand what that book is and then move on to the next one. I got another suggestion. I think they can watch some of your YouTube videos and, uh, and some of the other projects and books that you've been creating. So where can people find more of your stuff? Yeah, that's very kind. You can go on YouTube and type in Pastor Landon, That's and it'll pop right up. Or on Instagram, I post content too, Landon McDonald, and I'd love to hang with you there if you want to laboriously examine all of the millennial... Uh, truths of scripture with me ad nauseum forever, then that would be a great place to hang. Lennon, I can't wait for our next game of Capture the Flag in the backyard. Yes. Not only with my kids, but with your kids. It's I mean, time. We need, this is a multi-generational thing. This is a tradition that we're creating. I can't wait until my kids have you surrounded in the corner trying to tag you and get the flag because <laughs> it was always you and your kids surrounding me. Hey Landon, I'm, I'm so glad that you joined us today. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.